Welcome to Daily Devotion with Ken Gurley. Devotions designed to inspire you on your daily walk with God. Here's your host, Ken Gurley. Hezekiah's secret can be yours. In our day, if we are writing and we want to make a word or sentence stand out, we put it in all caps, we embolden the type, we italicize it, we underscore it. If we are reading, we may pull out a highlighter and highlight it for future reference. But those holy men of old who penned Scripture as moved by the Holy Spirit, they did not have these means at their disposal. So when they wanted to emphasize something, they did it through repetition. Twenty-five times Jesus said, Verily, verily, or Amen, Amen, truly, truly. Jeremiah once said, O earth, 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 Hear the word of the Lord. Repetition brought emphasis. Not only repetition of words, but repetition of stories. There is a story about Judah's king Hezekiah that's found in the Bible in three different places. I guess God really wants us to learn something from this incident since it's repeated again and again. Hezekiah knew something that you and I need to know today. He knew how to pray. And all of this week on Daily Devotion, we're talking about the power of prayer. Once Hezekiah was very, very sick and it appeared he would die, but he turned his face to a wall and he prayed. On his sickbed, with his face to the wall, the king found the secret place of the Most High God. He had an audience with the King of Kings, and God answered his prayer, and God extended his life. And the writers of Scripture wanted you and I to know this. I believe because God is no respecter of persons, and what God did for good King Hezekiah, he will do for you, and he will do for me. That ability to cry out to God was repeated three times in Scripture. Powerful enemies, armies, had surrounded Jerusalem. We read about it in 2 Kings 18, 2 Chronicles 32, and then in four chapters in Isaiah, chapters 36 through 39. To add insult to injury, not only did the enemy surround Judah, they sent a letter to King Hezekiah. And the letter basically was trash talk. The letter said, you're going down. Now, that is Ken Gurley's translation. That is my vernacular. The letter predicted his destruction and described what would happen to him and his people if they did not immediately surrender. But Hezekiah did something so unusual. He tore his clothes. He put on sackcloth, the emblem of mourning. He took the letter with him into the secret place of prayer. He laid the letter before God and said, in effect, this is what they are threatening. What will you do about this, God? Heaven showed up. An angel came down and fought the battle, slaying 185,000 of the enemy. The battle was not Hezekiah's at all. The battle belonged completely to the Lord. Now, we know we do not wrestle against flesh and blood as in days of old. 
Our battles are spiritual in nature, personal in nature. But it's as if God was just waiting for Hezekiah to come see him in the secret place, to spread out a letter of complaint before him. I believe that same secret place is available. Hezekiah's secret can be yours as well. And what is that secret? Oh, it's that beautiful, beautiful verse of Scripture, Psalm 91.1. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. As I said before, God is no respecter of persons, but He is a respecter of passion. He promises us that we will find Him if we seek for Him with all of our heart. God dwells in the secret place, and it may require some searching on our part, but He bids you to find Him and to draw near to Him. Martin Luther once said, when I can't pray, I sing. There's an old song that we once sang that may have said it best to a generation gone by, shut in with God in a secret place, there in the Spirit beholding His face, gaining new power to run in this race. Oh, I love to be shut in with God. The secret place of prayer and communion with God has been a refuge for many believers down through the ages. When times are tough, when confusion comes in like a fog, adversity rises like a flood, people have found through prayer a secret refuge of tranquility and peace. In Matthew 6, Jesus called it a closet of prayer, a place to meet with him. In Exodus 33, Moses called it a tent of meeting. Psalm 61, David called it a refuge. Whatever you choose to call it, the secret place is where we meet with God. An important question, do you have a secret place? Do you know how to get to that secret place? That place of prayer, that place of being alone with God. I believe the place of prayer is actually less important than the act of prayer. God is everywhere. That means we can pray anywhere. But I also know having a consistent place to pray also encourages prayer itself. At this very moment, as I'm sharing with you this devotion, I'm looking at the place that I pray every day. It's about seven or eight feet from me. It's my hallowed place. It's my secret place. We need a place to pray. God called Samuel late one night while the young boy and prophet in the making slept in the temple, and God spoke three times before the young man said the words God longed to hear. Speak, Lord, your servant hears. Samuel himself was the result of his mother finding a secret place. God met Hannah, Samuel's mother-to-be, as she knelt as close to God's altar as she was permitted to get. She offered a heartfelt prayer, and the answer came in the form of a newborn son, Samuel. God met a discouraged woman named Hagar in the midst of the wilderness. Through the prayers of her son Ishmael, deliverance came. Whether it's in the temple or whether it's in the wilderness, any place, 
can become your secret place. Call on his name, and he will make that place special with his presence. It's the secret place that leads us to a divine encounter. Following the description of the secret place, the psalmist said, in him will I trust. And from that single expression of human will emerges six expressions of divine will. When I say, I will trust you, God, in him I will trust, then six times God says, because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him on high because he's known my name. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in time of trouble. I will deliver him and honor him and with long life. I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. When you choose to trust in God and seek his face, divine promises start flowing your direction. Find your secret place. But as I mentioned a moment ago, the place of prayer is less important than the act of prayer. Paul said we should pray continuously, 1 Thessalonians 5.17. Pray not just when we arrive at a certain place on the mat with the right longitude and latitude. In other words, if the place is not available, we do not neglect the act of prayer. Jesus would later give us this multiple choice of sorts. Either we pray or we faint. Paul gives us the option, Philippians 4, either we pray or we worry. Prayer is a vital part of our life in Christ. So we pray without ceasing. Jesus prayed. I should just stop and say that again. Jesus prayed. The one who knew no sin prayed. How much more should you and I pray? The early church prayed again and again. The first church was born in a prayer meeting. If the first church prayed, shouldn't we? Do you need some more reasons to pray? How about these? Prayer unlocks the heavens. Major decisions are better made in prayer. Strongholds are shaken through prayer. Temptation conquered by prayer. Others are blessed when we pray. If we ask according to his will, we will receive. When we pray, though, we can't doubt. But when you ask, James said, you must believe. You must not doubt. That's because a person who doubts is like a wave of the sea. The wind blows and tosses them around. I believe, now this is my personal opinion, if prayerlessness is the father of all sin, then faithlessness is sin's grandfather. It's faith that prompts us to believe that God is and a rewarder of them who diligently seek him. The same faith brings us boldly into the throne room of grace. Is God calling you today to that secret place? Maybe the problem you're having, you've been discussing recently, maybe the trial that you're going through, the hurt, the pain, all of this is nothing more than a gold-plated invitation. The Lord is saying, come to the secret place. Come find me. Maybe this is the problem. We're in such a constant state of motion, we've lost touch with the secret place. We're missing out on our FaceTime, our alone time with God. Maybe we can hear the soft calling of our Lord asking as he did 
Adam and Eve of old, where are you? Where are you? Chris and Deanna Abke felt overwhelmed, a financial challenge, didn't have the resources. One evening, they put the kids to bed, sat in the living room distressed by all that was happening. As they pondered their situation, they heard an audible voice saying, if you need help, call 911. They looked at each other, shrugged, but again, they heard the voice, if you need help, call 911. The couple momentarily forgot their distress, got up and followed the sound of the voice. It seemed to come from the garage. They opened the door. They saw nothing except a few of their son's toys scattered on the floor. Chris picked up the toy ambulance, and when he did, the same voice came from the car saying, if you need help, call 911. And as that voice spoke, Chris later said, God spoke to me. He raced back into the house, opened the Bible, scanned the table of contents, found the one book that had 91 chapters. And of course, he read the first verse, he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Hezekiah's secret is now yours. He went into the secret place, spread out all of the accusations, the threats, and the rumblings of the enemy. Everything that caused his heart to quake in fear, he put before God, and God answered him. And God said, this is not your battle, Hezekiah. This is mine. This is not for a king. This battle is for the king of kings. The Lord is going to fight your battles. When you find that the secret place that Hezekiah went, it's yours as well. May the Lord bless you. Thank you for sharing in daily devotion with Ken Gurley. We pray this ministry has been a source of encouragement and strength to you. Please be mindful that your financial support enables us to meet with you each day. To give a donation or connect with us, visit our website at kengurley.com. There you will also find the latest books, podcasts, and resources. The book on prayer is Pastor Gurley's latest book. You can get your copy of this life-changing book at kengurley.com. May God's favor rest on you in every way until we meet again.